When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Play my Yankee music today. The jokes just write themselves. I mean, I just threw out my notes for tonight. We'll get to it. It's a five hour KM. AM, but like nobody cares that the Rams signed Carson Wentz, the Cowboys signed Martavius Bryant, Rob Sala says they're not going to elevate Trevor Simeon, they're sticking with Zach Wilson, what a surprise, Keith McPherson on the fan, can't wait to talk to you guys, there's really one thing that we're going to talk about at least in the beginning, but Zach Rosenblatt who covers the Jets for the Athletic will join me at 8.30, and then our pal J.J. John Jaskremski will join me at 9.30. It's a five-hour KM to AM. Call in 877-337-6666. Now, at this point in time, all I can do is laugh. All I can do is laugh. We waited a little bit over a month to hear from the New York Yankees after the worst season of my lifetime. I've been watching the Yankees for, let's say, 30 years. We waited a month. The World Series ends last week. We uh, watched the whole World Series. We talk about these different players and these different teams. And we almost look at them versus ourselves as Yankee fans and say, What did they do that we didn't do? Or, oh, could we have had that guy? And could he have helped us? And why'd we pass on this one? And look at their manager and their approach. And those guys play every single day. Those guys are in the same spot in the lineup every day. Hmm. That lineup's stacked. This team has hitters topped up. We just basically look at what worked in the crapshoot, which it definitely is a crapshoot, We look at what worked in Major League Baseball this year that got these teams uh, to October and through October and ultimately the Texas Rangers being the champions. And then we knew that once everything was over, the gag order was over, right? Rob Manfred, Manfred League Baseball said, hey, don't address your teams until the fall classic ends with the lowest viewership ratings ever for a World Series. Then you guys can go talk to your team. So as good little Yankee fans, we wait. We wait, and we knew today was the day. Hal Steinbrenner spoke. And you know what? I don't look at Hal as a baseball guy. I don't look at Hal as the guy with all of the answers, but I didn't mind what he said. Of course, we we can all laugh at the bunt thing, right? So we, we got to play some clips because I, I know everybody's not on Twitter. I know everybody's not on Instagram. I know everybody hasn't heard everything, but I was, I was locked in. I, I was listening to BT and Sal. And they played it and reacted to it. And I was also on Yankees Twitter. Yankees Twitter is alive today, boy. 
337-6666. I'm blessed to have a five-hour show tonight. This this is a layup. This is easy. I, I don't have to do the Zach Wilson stand-up routine again. This is all going to end up going on Brian Cashman. But first, Hal Steinbrenner met the media over Zoom. And I didn't mind too much of what Hal had to say. And, you know, Hal even joked about, hey, you guys didn't ask me what I thought about the scene. Like, you know, I guess I, I honestly came away from the whole thing thinking that they needed to ask better questions. And when I talk about the whole bunt thing, that's when I kind of checked out. I stopped listening to it. I didn't need to hear much more because Hal volunteered some information. Hal said, well, one of the conversations that came up in August is how, you know, bunting's coming back in the game and we need to really focus on that. Oh, my God. I know that's what I'm saying. I know you're not a baseball guy, Hal. I appreciate you being the owner, the baby boss, uh, having the deep pockets, high payroll. And I, and I appreciate your care because you did go out there and say that uh, the fans didn't get even close to what they deserved. And you talked about how disappointed you were. And at least I felt like you understood. Like, I felt like you got it. I felt like you got it. The whole bunt thing about like, oh, bunting and teaching the guys how to bunt. I just, I think that was an attempt to satisfy the fans that say, oh, well, they don't get on base enough. They don't score enough. They don't have enough small ball. All they do is hit home runs. It's home run or nothing. So Hal said, we had a conversation about it and we're going to lay down some bunts. Honestly, don't. Like, we just watched the whole postseason. They didn't bunt their way to a championship. They mashed. They didn't bunt their way to the CS. They mashed. They hit home runs. Big-time home runs in big spots. With the game on the line, their prime-time players hit home runs. That's what we need. We only have one Aaron Judge. He can't do it alone. But I did like the fact that Hal leaned into, you know, me and the GM Judge. (laughs) GM Judge. Aaron GM Judge. You know who doesn't like that? You know who's uncomfortable right now? You know who... (laughs) He must have stared in the mirror for hours practicing what he was going to say today. Brian Cashman, the eternal Yankees GM. He doesn't like the fact that Howe came out and admitted fault and told everybody that, you know, they checked their egos and they had some tough conversations and that they're being audited. How dare you run an audit on me after all I've done for you? The eternal GM doesn't like being checked at this point, but I like it. I like it a lot. I was laughing for the last hour, listening to the audio, watching the videos from the GM meetings where there's this scrum of media members. Shout out to Joel Sherman for getting at Brian Cashman. I saw John Heyman in the background. Jason Zillow just had his face turned. (laughs) Brian Cashman is bothered. He's uncomfortable. He definitely doesn't like some of the things that Hal had to say. And in my opinion, I think that after Hal said what he said, You know, Brian probably had some things loaded in the clip, prepared that he was going to say, but that added some more fire. He was cursing a lot. I said, where's the dump button? Brian, there's going to be kids watching this online. There's young Yankee fans that want to know where their World Series is, and they're looking for answers, and he gave us none. It seemed like Brian Cashman was so mad that he came in with a bunch of nothing, a bunch of answers to every question that could have been asked, and won't admit fault. Again, just like not taking accountability and pointing to all these other things. And we're going to play some of the clips tonight. But man, what I took from it was a guy that is clearly bothered. He doesn't like being checked. He doesn't like the fact that Aaron Judge, right? Please, please follow me on this. Aaron Judge is now sitting with Hal Steinbrenner, giving his opinion on the New York Yankees and what they need to do moving forward. 
And two off seasons ago, Aaron Judge let us all know he wants to be a Yankee for life. He wanted to sign with the Yankees before opening day. And Brian Cashman tried to play games with that young man and offered him like $237 million. And Judge said, no, I'm good. Uh, I'll play the season out and hit free agency. And then Judge goes on to hit 62 homers, win MVP, lead this team to 99 wins, number 99, Aaron Judge. They go to the ALCS and get swept. Brian Cashman is still mentioning that. He's still mentioning the fact that they made it to the ALCS but didn't win a game. But follow me here. Judge, I don't think, is too fond of Brian Cashman. Why? Because he asked Cashman to keep the information private. He asked Cashman to not let it bleed into the season. We want to get this done with in spring training before opening day. And I will always have a core memory of driving to the stadium. It was Tiki and Tyranny live from Hard Rock. And I'm listening to their show, and I'm wondering, why is Judge Audio being played on the show? Because Brian Cashman tried to put his contract information out there, I guess in a way to force him to sign, and he didn't. He called his bluff. So fast forward to winter of last year. The winter meetings are going on, and I vividly remember watching Brian Cashman in an interview. I believe it was on MLB Network or Yes Network. And they asked him where Judge was, and he had no idea. You don't know where your player is? And his response was, oh, he's a free agent right now. No, 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 no. That's the player you drafted, developed. That's the guy that just hit 62 home runs with a Yankee hat on that you must re-sign, that you must not let go, that you have to give whatever he asks or it's a problem. Cashman had no idea where his guy was and who swooped in. It was Hal Steinbrenner who swooped in from a yacht in Italy to do Brian Cashman's job. To say, Aaron, what do you need? Na- name your price. Okay, that's the number? Done. And we're going to make you captain. See you in New York. And then while Boone sweats it out on camera, talking about, oh, I was wondering whether to call him or text him. And, oh, we heard he's on a plane to San Diego. Yeah, to go talk to the Padres, who offered him $400 million, $40 million more than you. But come to find out, they're taking out loans for $50 million. They never had it. Brian Cashman and uh, Judge, I don't think, are on great terms. I think... Judge has a lot of issues with Cashman, and we know that the fan base has a lot of issues with Cashman. And now we know for sure that Brian Cashman's seat is hot because he got checked this season, the end of the season, this offseason. They had some real tough meetings where you got to check your ego at the door. Who seems like the guy that would have to check his ego? Oh, the guy that was cursing up a storm today, the guy that was on the defensive today, the guy that had all of these different things to say that were empty to me. We just want to know why you don't have better players. We want to know why we don't get better results. We want to know why the stadium's packed to watch you only score two, three runs. We want to know why you made no moves at the deadline. We want to know what happened with Anthony Rizzo when he was concussed. What happened with Nestor Cortez when you rushed him back and then he was out? Why are you signing guys that are hurt like Frankie Montas during the trade deadline? And then Carlos Rodon in the offseason. Speaking of the trade deadline, why do you keep defaulting into these secondary options? Or why did you not make one single move at the deadline this year? Why'd you trade for a guy like Josh Donaldson? Why'd you also bring IKF here? It wasn't to be a utility player. It was to be a stopgap shortstop. Harrison Bader deal. That's not looking really good right now. You put him on waivers. Meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery has just become a World Series champion. We got some questions to ask on the fan tonight. 877-337-6666. 
And we're going to play Hal Steinbrenner's quotes. We're going to play Brian Cashman's quotes. If you haven't heard them, I mean, they're all over the Internet. They're all over Twitter. They're all over Instagram. But I know a lot of you aren't checking those apps. I know a lot of you are not going on .com. So um, let's see. Paulie's giving me a thumbs up. We got him. Let's let's hear from Hal Steinbrenner first. Who, Hal, you're safe for the most part. I'm not cooking you tonight. Brian's going to get cooked. Let's hear uh, some of the stuff that Hal had to say. It was awful. I mean, we we accomplished nothing. We We didn't win a division. Didn't make it to the playoffs, didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. Uh, you know, I, I went over the winning record. That's a requirement as far as I'm concerned. So the fans uh, didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. One thing that was discussed in August is is bunting. I mean, I think Aaron Boone thinks that we're not teaching the young players to bunt enough. Um, what we do in player development is, you know, try to evolve with the game. Bunting is less a part of the game than it was 10 years ago. If you're asking about personnel changes, there, there might be some, but there might be none. And as far as the other changes, Joel, again, changes that we make, that Aaron Judge and I may may think, you know, this is a pretty significant change. You guys may not. We're going to get a bit younger. I mean, you're going to see one or more of the of the, the guys you saw in, you know, September um, on the opening day roster. I mean, that's that's the hope. I don't know how many of them, but we are going to get younger. They're going to get their chances just as Volpe got his chance and, and did very good. I'm cool with Hal Steinbrenner's approach, his tone, his answers. It was a little bit of a reach with the bunting. It was a miss, but I don't like I said, I don't look at him as a baseball guy. And I don't I don't look at him as a guy that right now that exactly knows what the fans want to hear as far as what happens on the field, but he said it. He said the fans didn't get anywhere near what they deserved. I like hearing that from my owner. He's acknowledging the fact that we do spend a lot of time and money and pour our whole hearts into this organization. We are literally attached to this organization. Our emotions on a day-to-day basis are attached to the New York Yankees, and we didn't get what we deserve. Let's play Brian Cashman. Before we do that, shout out to Joel Sherman. If I had his number, I'd text him, but when I see him at Yankee Stadium, I'm going to shake his hand, or if I run into him uh, anywhere else. He went in today. He did the work today. Let's play some clips from later in the day, like after 5 o'clock, when Brian Cashman got in this media, media scrum, I'm telling you, you have to go watch the videos. Like, it's golden that we get this content right now. This is a, a rare time. Let's play some of the audio from the eternal GM, Mr. Brian Cashman. Bottom line, it just comes down to winning and losing. And that's what this is all about. We lost way too many games than we should have lost last year. That's my fault. I'm responsible as the baseball operations GM. If the owner wants to tag me out anytime, he clearly can do that. Um, he demanded us to do self-reflection. I've been here with the Yankees for a long time. Whether that's a good thing, what our fans or perception want to say or not, I'm proud of our operation. I think we have a great group of baseball people. I think we have a very strong process that has served us well up until what happened this particular season. People talk about we're analytically driven, right? <coughs> do you know we're the, sec- uh, the, the least large, we have the smallest wait, wait, analytics wait, wait, department wait. in the American League East. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest pro scouting department in all of baseball. Is that a shocker to you? To kind everybody? of. Don't care. Shouldn't be. To be said we're guided by analytics as a driver, it's a lie. But that's what people want to say. I know I can't change that narrative. All I can continue to do is say bullshit, not true. But it's hey, important. Hey, dump that. And it, we utilize it along with our pro scouting opinions, along with our amateur scouting opinions. And, yeah, sometimes we do better than, and sometimes we do worse with some of our decisions. I think we have good baseball people. 
whether they're pro scouts, whether they're coaches, whether they're the manager, whether they're the general manager, uh, whether they're analytics guys, I think we have good people. I'm getting permission requests all over the place. We just lost our bench coach oh, to the yeah. Mets as a manager. Uh, I've got analytics guys trying to be poached to other clubs right now. <laughs> I always love when when they're like, oh, I'm getting requests. All the, yeah, everybody wants to be a part of the New York Yankees right now. Yeah, Sean Casey came through for uh, half a season. He came in talking about wanting to wear the pinstripes, didn't get to do that as a player. This is a once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity. Everybody knows it's all about the World Series with the Yanks. I couldn't wait for the All-Star break to end so I could get to work. And uh, when the season ended, he's like, yeah, I'm good on that. I'll go back to what I was doing beforehand. Good luck, though. Like, Good luck with um, everything you guys got going on. Why are you so mad, Cash? Why are you so defensive? This is a children's program. Don't curse. Don't curse. Come on, you're better than that. I don't think Hal likes that. I don't think Hal likes you using BS and, uh, like, come on, bro. I get that you're mad, right? You probably lost a lot of sleep. I know I would feel some type of way with a whole fan base calling for my job with T-shirts and signs, but these fans are upset. It hasn't been good enough, and you still won't answer the questions. Man, he had a line today talking about Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray and how they've done after leaving the Yankees. <laughs> He didn't realize like he was just making it worse on himself. Talking about how, oh, what teams picked up Joey Gallo? The Dodgers, the Twins, and their postseason teams. How come Joey Gallo couldn't perform here, Brian? How come he was terrible here, Brian? What are you doing wrong? You just said you have the best baseball people and you believe in your baseball people. How come they're not able to turn Joey Gallo into a consistent home run hitter in Yankee Stadium? How come Sonny Gray leaves and gets on a podcast with CeCe Sabathia and tells the world that you weren't letting him throw the pitches that he wanted to throw? And then we hear the same thing from Jordan Montgomery. You're not letting guys be who they want to be. Clearly, make sure you guys shave and cut your hair. And we know that uh, the pinstripes are sacred, but uh, here's a star insurance patch, $25 million over it. It doesn't make sense. So... The math ain't math, and it's not adding up. 877-337-6666. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm here for you. I don't think there's anything you're going to ask or anything you're going to say that I'm not aware of. I watch all these games like you, and that's the thing. We watch the games, Brian. We understand what's going on here. You don't want to be accountable for the Franchi Corderos, the Greg Allens, the Billy McKinneys, the Jake Bowers. That you're running out. Like, you don't want to talk about why Aaron Hicks got so many at-bats. Why you went to get Josh Donaldson at age 36. There's problems all around the diamond. What are you going to do about John Carlos Stanton? Is Glaber Torres staying or is he going? And the catching situation, why was Jose Trevino playing with a bum wrist? And then you had to shut him down. Is Austin Wells going to platoon? Is Kyle Higashioka out of here? You couldn't wait to run Gary Sanchez out of here after you held on to him for too long. Oh, and speaking of holding on to guys for too long, what happened to the baby bombers? Where they at? Miguel Andujar, Greg Bird, Clint Frazier. They didn't pan out. We want answers to all of the things that you've done over these last few years where the Yankees have come up short. It's been 15 years now without a World Series appearance. One World Series in two decades. There are young Yankee fans that are hungry for theirs. 
There are young Yankee fans that want to run through October and experience what their dads and their uncles and their cousins talk about. And what we watch on Yankee Classic and Yankeeography, we literally got to Google it now. We're watching Derek Jeter talk about the days that were. And it seems like we're in bizarro land now. I don't know where we're headed. I don't have any confidence. But I'll say this before we break. I like that Brian Cashman is uncomfortable. I've never seen him react like that. I've never seen him talk like that. Not in that setting, cursing like that. Felt like he had prepared stuff that he couldn't even speak clearly. We're the second least. Well, we have the we have the smallest analytics department. Well, if you have the smallest analytics department, Brian, who's making the decisions? Because that's what we point to, right? Who's making you rest, guys? DJ, you got to rest. Judge, you got to rest. Rizzo, you got to rest. Who's coming up with these lineups every day like a new nine-leg parlay? Hope it hits. Oh, it didn't hit. One leg hit. Who's coming up with some of these things, bro? Because it's not making sense. 877-337-6666. Brian Cashman is uncomfortable. His seat is hot. So he better have his best winter, and that better turn into a great Yankee season, or it might really be the end of an era. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. I check it out now. 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 KM to AM on the fan. Let's get right into it. Thanks for calling. 877-337-6666. We got a bunch of calls. You know what we're talking about. The New York Yankees did not help themselves today. I'm glad they spoke, but what they said doesn't really move me, doesn't make me more confident in where they're headed. And uh, I'd like to hear from you as fellow Yankee fans what you thought and what you think and what questions you need asked and how you feel about the future. Josh is up in the Bronx where the Yankees play. What's up, Josh? Oh, Keith, thank you for letting me lead off and taking my call. I have, I, have to, I have to backtrack to you to what you said what, you know, with Tim Aaron the Giants because you just did that with Brian Cashman. Cashman. All these Yankee callers who were calling for the Yankees to make a change, this might be the open door that gets Cashman out of his GM. Yep, yep. So I just wanted to bring that up. And also, there was a song I sent you on the X, formerly Twitter, I'm Your Puppet by Two Brothers, back in the day. And also, I put up a post about Hal, Brian, and... Um, and Aaron Boone. So if you see that, thank you. And um, I just wanted to bring that out about, you know, the fans and everything. And, you know, the Tim and the Giants thing, you know, in relation to the uh, New York Yankees. Thank you for taking my call, Keith. I appreciate this. Yes, sir. Uh, I got to check X, Twitter, the Elon Musk machine. It was going crazy today from 12 to now because... <laughs> Like I say, Yankee Twitter is alive today. If you got something you want to say about Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, the state of the New York Yankees, they're writing about it right now. My uh, my mentions were going crazy. I was writing about it too. It's not a good look, but I think the parallel Josh was trying to make with the Maras, you know, the Maras had to make some tough decisions recently and move on from their GM, move on from multiple coaches, and the fans were heard. And I remember coming into WFAN when I first started almost exactly two years ago, and we were dealing with Joe Judge. 
And Joe Judge talked himself out of a job. He talked his way out of being the head coach of the New York football Giants. They might have gave him another year, but he tried to get up on the podium, look into the camera, talk on the mic, and he said too much. And it didn't resonate. It didn't hit. And, man, I I don't think uh, Brian Cashman hit today. I don't think – like, my approach – I thought about this as I'm listening. I'm like, you know, when I'm wrong – and I like to be right. We all like to be right. But when I'm wrong – and I know I'm wrong, and I have as much time as Brian Cashman and the Yankees have had to think about it, I usually come around and apologize, and I try to think, like, what what could I have done better? Can I, like, how do I be more accountable as a man? How do I stand on that accountability and say, you know what, I was wrong, I could have done this better. You're right, right? I'm not always right. Like, like arguments with your family, your mom, your wife, uh, your brother, your sister, somebody, anyone that you love, Like, how do you go about talking about something that you did wrong when they're questioning you? (laughs) Brian Cashman, he could have said, you know, yeah, we made a bunch of mistakes. Instead, he leaned into the excuses of injuries and all the things that people write on Twitter, and it just it didn't come off great. So the Mares had to move on from their head coach, and they didn't want to hire another head coach. They were obviously going to move on from the GM, but... The Giants fans made their voice heard on the fan, calling the fan on Twitter, writing all day about, you know, we need football people in here. We need a modern-day GM, not this old GM. We need a new-age head coach. Now, I know the Giants' current situation is not a great parallel, but uh, I do think the Giants are in the right hands with Shane and Dable, and they'll be fine after this year. Like I think the mistake with the Giants and the Giants fans, you were just so ahead of schedule last year, and that's the NFL. The NFL, if you surprise enough teams, if you play well enough, you can win nine games and get into the playoffs. But that doesn't mean you're rebuilt in one year. But I think Shane and Dable will get it right. Will the Yankees get it right? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they had their meetings. They looked in the mirror and they, you know, I, I put out the meme. You know, the mirror meme where the, where the guy's pointing in the mirror and he's looking at himself. I'm like, Brian Cashman, that is him. He looked in the mirror and he said, you go out there and tell them the Yankees are a good team and you are a good GM no matter what they say. And all the reporters were there to pick them apart. Let's go to Frank and Syosset next on the fan. What's up, Frank? Yeah, hi. Good evening, uh, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Let's not uh, forget Rizzo's uh, concussion. I don't think uh, Cashman was on top of That's that what I'm either. saying. Nobody asked about that. We need an explanation. How did you push that man out there for two months being concussed? Right. right. You, know, he, I, you know, you said that uh, there's a little friction going on between uh, – Cashman and uh, Judge. Judge, you know, Susan Wolman uh, asked, asked Judge uh, at the end of the season, you know, how he felt about it. Was there a lack of urgency uh, on the team? And Judge was very vocal about it. And he said, yeah, that's not, you're not going to see that again. And uh, I don't know if Cashman took offense to that. Maybe he felt uh, he's overstepping the line, but he is the captain, isn't he, Keith? So, yeah. you know. He's, he's the highest paid you. player. He's uh, AL MVP till Shohei Otani. Like, what are you going to say to Judge? No one's going to say anything to Judge in the organization. He's your best player. He wants to win a championship. He's gone to the postseason every year except this year. He's upset. Right. I just uh, I was telling you your your screener. Uh, I didn't hear the words postseason or wanting to get back to the postseason or you know division championship uh this, or world he, series he, he said this death. today frank and it pissed me off he talked about being a phoenix rising from the ashes and i'm like yeah. what are you talking about bro these are yeah. the new york yankees yeah i remember you saying even last year when you know uh 
all they're all they're concerned about is filling up the stadium. They got forty plus thousand filling up the stadium. It's become like a tourist attraction. So you know, it's become more of a business than uh, wanting to win championships. But and I'm that's scary. To- that's un- that's unfortunate right now. Thanks for the call, right. Frank. That that's the scary part right now because a lot of fans feel like the Yankees are basically telling you we you know this is just a one off. We had some injuries. We do everything right. We have good people. It it happens. We still finish two games over five hundred because if you look at their finances, which you'll never actually see, they'll never open the books and tell you. They probably saw that year to year winning ninety nine games and going to the ALCS versus. Missing the postseason and winning 82 games, they still rel- relatively made money. Like, they didn't, it wasn't a big drop off. <laughs> so, what's the actual goal here? In my opinion, and I've been pretty vocal about this, if you think you're making money and you think you're cashing out right now, 15 years removed from a World Series, win one more. Win one more. Win the next one. And watch the money tree that you create forever. Win one in this modern day time where everyone has a 4K high definition camera in their pocket. Where we have all of these apps that people go live on and create content, user generated. Win one and let the world see what a postseason run in October looks like with the craziest fans in baseball. The Bronx Zoo at 161st Street, fans throwing popcorn, beer on each other. Win one. And let the world see what our parade looks like. I, I saw a little parade out there in, in Arlington, Dallas. Actually, it wasn't a little parade. I should not talk down on them. They, they had a lot of people show up. It was their first World uh, Series. 700,000 people, I think they said. They had a lot of people show up. But if you, if you win a World Series for the New York Yankees, talk about people showing up. People are coming from other states. You won't be able to see the street. It'll be mobbed. You won't be able to move around here. You think that's going to happen with the Bronx Bunters? Yeah, so Paul is a Mets fan. We're going to get it to David Stern. It has nothing to do with the Mets. You, you Mets fans, you Mets fans have fun with that whole Bronx bunters thing. Um, we'll see when when the Mets play the Yankees. They won't need to bunt. We, this is a five hour show. We're gonna get the David Stearns. We're gonna get the Carlos Mendoza. We got right. Steve Cohen building up City Field. Oh yeah, the casinos coming. Hard Rock, great. Um, I'll go. I'll definitely be there. But we we've got plenty of time for both Mets and Yankees. But I've got a ton of Yankee fans on the line. Andrew's in Manalpin next up on the fan. Go for it, Andrew. Hey, what's up, Keith? What's up? So I think I think that, like you said, I think Cashman talked himself out of a job, you know, years ago when he was saying we're going to address center field, we're going to address uh, shortstop, and then he brings in guys like IKF and Donaldson. And I, I think this is more on how for keeping Cashman around. I think you need a new face. Like you said, all the horrible movies he's made. Like, you know, you look at Montgomery, he lets Montgomery go for Bader, then he signs Rondon to all this money, and Rondon looks like the next Carl Pavano. And every year it's the same nonsense with Cashman. Oh, wait, but this got to come back from injury. That got to come back from injury. They think all these pitchers that are an injury are the savior. And now they're going to try and go out and get Juan Soto or Bellinger and just are they? cashers that – uh, well, I mean, that's we don't talk. know that. We don't know if they're actually going to go out and try and get Juan Soto or sign Cody Bellinger. They say they're going to be active. Their their version of active, I don't like. No, I know, and that's the thing. I don't trust Cashman, and that's right. why uh, until Cashman and Boone are gone, I don't think this team has a shot at a World Series. They don't. That's just bottom line. They should have. This should have <laughs> been the year after the embarrassing season they had to get rid of Cashman, to get rid of Boone, and start over. Boone's a terrible manager. 
Oilers get fired up in games. Oh yeah, but they had their in- they had their internal conversations with Omar Manaya and Andy Pettit and Nick Swisher, and they all decided that Boone should stay. The team the team wants him to stay. It, the MLB is just becoming too coach friendly, where you know you got to coddle these guys and you can't talk bad about them, and it's just it's that's Boone, you know, and that's Boone, and then Cashman's a the guy who goes out and gets the guys for you know pennies on a dollar, like the Montazes, like you said, and all these other guys that are just horrible. And it's just all, all the prospects that he had a chance to trade away and get some value for them in pitching and hitting, he let them play. They ended up not being good, and now they had no value. So now they can't do anything with these guys. Yep. There, it's a comedy it's a, of errors. Thanks for the call, Andrew. And uh, Back to Aaron Boone. <laughs> so that was what Hal led off with, right? And my first thought with it, like, I, I know Boone. So Boone, in my opinion, should have been fired in 2021 when the Yankees lost in Boston in the one-game elimination wild card. You, like, not even fired. His contract was up. You just didn't have to renew his contract. Go in a different direction. But we know Brian Cashman was on record saying, I hope that Aaron Boone gets as long as the two managers before him. So to me, that's like, this guy is going to be here for at least eight years. And then when Hal led with it today that they talked about it, blah, blah, blah. Why, why do we see across sports, right? The Raiders, we're, we're obviously talking about the Raiders last week. Three and five. They fire their GM. They fire their head coach. Heads have to roll. We see it in baseball. Managers moving. Oh, uh, David Ross, thanks for almost getting us to the postseason. Not good enough for the Cubs, the lovable losers. You're out of here. We'll hire Craig Council. We'll pay him the most money ever. Goodbye. Because the business is winning. So when I hear Hal say that having a winning record is a requirement, right? No, a requirement is going to the postseason for you guys. You're the New York Yankees. You have a different brand than everyone else. And it's crazy to me that heads don't have to roll. Because we see in every other city, sport, league, team, much smaller organizations with less fans... Heads rolling, and not even when they're like, not even when they're having their worst season in their history, just not good enough right now. And I get it, right? They fired Dylan Lawson during the season. That was the uh, chunk of flesh. wasn't really anything for me, and didn't really mean anything to me. Okay, I feel bad for that guy, but actually, it felt good for that guy. Good for him. He got out of this mess. Heads don't have to roll. So that tells me you're you're ducking accountability. That tells me you are not looking in the mirror and saying, "Hey, this isn't good enough." You're saying, "Nah, it's status quo." Rob's in Sayreville on the fan. Go for it, Rob. Hey, Keith, you spoke before. Uh, you're my favorite host on the fan these days. Um, I go back uh, many years when I was a kid watching Maris and Mantle go for 61 and 61. So I got a little bit of history that I could look back on. And when I was a kid, I used to watch the uh, Three Stooges, Mo, Larry, and Curly. Well, we got Hal, Cash, and Boone today. <laughs> um, and from what I heard today, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, they're talking fluff with the napping and the bunting and this and that. And meanwhile, you yourself, a few minutes ago, was talking nuts and bolts, specifics, players, moves. What are they going to do? Uh, what's ahead? Uh, what are they going to look forward to do? Telling us nothing because why? They have no answers. And any successful organization goes back to ownership and management and we can take the Yankees back in the 60s when I was a kid with the CBS and Mike Burke era where we had 10 years of nothing until Steinbrenner took over the team and brought us back to where we should be. And these days, it looks like we're back in that era 
where the uh, ownership and management has no incentive at all to give us what the fans and the fans before me speaking of are looking forward to. So all I can say to you and to all of the Yankee fans is don't hold your breath. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Um, and I'm not holding back on my words or my thoughts. If you say it's unacceptable, why are you accepting it? That doesn't make sense. If Howe is coming out saying it's unacceptable, this year was un- unacceptable, then heads have to roll. You have to fire people. You have to make changes, drastic change. Oh, well, you know, it's not unacceptable. So is there is there something that we don't know? And that's why I go back to, oh, the silver lining for them is, well, we made pretty good money this year. Well, wasn't so good on the field, but when we look at the numbers year after year, we're making more money. Uh, we're all right. You know, the pandemic year, we cried broke. We said how much it hurt us to not have the gate and not have fans there and only a 60-game season. We've bounced back three years later. It's interesting, right? We could talk about this all night. We'll get into some other stuff. We'll get into some football. I have Zach Rosenblatt coming up at 8.30, so let's try and get all the Yankee calls in before then. Then we'll talk to him about the Jets. We'll take more of the Zach Wilson calls. You're stuck with him. That's your guy. You drafted him number two overall. Zach Wilson is inevitable. You can't escape him. And he won't escape Max Crosby coming up this weekend. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, yeah. That nighttime vibe on the fan, that's different. Keep it fierce to your nighttime host taking your calls. 877-337-6666. Pauly behind the glass. And, you know, we're just passing time, waiting for football season to be over. It's pretty much over, but hot stove has begun. I saw the Mets hot stove started tonight on SNY. Yankees hot stove, I think, kicks off in the beginning of December. I don't hate the Mets. These are my Mets. Chill, bro. Like, why God? Why God do that? <laughs> I don't hate the Mets. These are my Mets because I never watched the Mets in my entire life until I got on the fan, and it's kind of a requirement, kind of something you have to do. Got it? You know? Should we talk Mets right now? Hell no. Nah. We got plenty of calls. Jamie is in Yonkers on the fan. What's up, Jamie? Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Well, not good being a Yankee fan. I. I, I have a theory here. I'm just speculating. And I think there was a party, maybe Hal's bachelor party when he was a younger man. Maybe there was a stripper and things went wrong. And so maybe somebody died at the party and Cashman helped him bury the body. And he has it has got to be something. Got to be something ridiculous that he has over him. <laughs> is it makes no sense that this guy's still employed. He has not developed one. One frontline starting pitcher in 25 years. Sabathia is the only one he signed. Cole, that's inexcusable. What I what I say is this: with, with modern day Brian Cashman, we can't keep living off of the whole. I, I know some people put out the accolades of how many American League championships, the World Series, isn't it's like stop going oh. back. Like we're going on to 2024. Let's deal with right now. I used to be a Cashman supporter. I used to be an in-cash-we-trust guy. I'm going off the last four to five years, this current championship window. Really, if you go back to 2017, these guys, 
We're in Game 7 of the ALCS. We haven't got back to Game 7 since. And there's a long list and, of mistakes between then and now. Yes, and if you go 2010 to 2020, that's the first decade in 100 years that the Yankees didn't appear in a World Series. The guy's got to go. I would have been okay in spite of all the mistakes, in spite of all the regression. You know it's, you know it's a joke. Go, uh, go Google um, one of those uh, oh um, new mur- one of those murderers row T-shirts and look at all the the failures. Other than '99, all the numbers are complete busts on that. Oh you know, yeah, we'll Gary Sanchez, that. Greg Bird. I was running through the baby bomber. Uh-huh. Like, like what? What about yeah. those guys? What happened? That faded out so yeah. fast. They were supposed to be the the next. Come on, man. It's just it, like I don't in know how they. That, I don't know how they continuously of- duck accountability. It's crazy to yeah. me. Thanks for the call, Jamie. I mean, you know, my phrase is always, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. That's what they do. It's incredible. I just told you, we watch the games. All the homies watch the games. It's simple to figure it out. How come you don't talk about the lack of hitters in the lineup? How come you don't talk about, like, just talk about why you're always shopping in the bargain bin, clearance rack, scrap heap for players. These are the New York Yankees. When I was growing up, they told me the Yankees were so famous they didn't need names on the back of the jerseys. You literally need names on the back of these jerseys because most people are pulling up. They don't know who Jake Bowers is. They don't know Billy McKinney, Franchi Cordero, Willie Calhoun. Like These guys' names that we had to watch this year are burned into my memory, and and it's not going to go away for a while because they had no business being on the team. We, We had no business relying on these guys. And then when Judge went down, which was inevitable, of course he stayed healthy for the prove-it year to stick it to Brian Cashman and get his $360 million. The next year he gets hurt, and it's not just a little I.L. stint. It was at first with the hip injury. And then he runs into the wall in Dodger Stadium. Freak accident. The guy just plays hard. And he misses two months of the season, and they don't have reinforcements. The team wasn't built correctly. Why are we not talking about that? We don't have to talk about all the analytics department, the pro scouting department. We don't have to talk about past trades and past failures. Let's talk about this season. What happened with some of the injuries you mismanaged? I've named three. Anthony Rizzo's concussion. We all saw it Memorial Day weekend when Fernando Tatis took that step back to the bag. I was on air at WFAN saying he can't still be concussed because you know what? I just thought that the New York Yankees were better than that. I thought that this is New York City. They have the best medical professionals in the world. There's zero chance they overlooked the concussion. But he was looking pretty bad out there. Jose Trevino. Oh, he came into spring training with a bum wrist and tried to champ it out until June, July, and then you have to shut down your all-star platinum glove catcher. Nestor Cortez, who was an all-star the year before. Nestor gets hurt. And then they rush him back for one appearance against the Astros. He throws the hardest pitch of his career, and then he shut down for the year. Like, we could keep going with this, but we got to take a break. 877-337-6666. I'll take as many calls as I could take from 8 o'clock to 8.30. Then we're bringing in Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic to talk a little Jets. Keep McPherson on the fan. BRB.